Welcome, welcome to the Exchange Podcast. Today, we're doing something a little different. Generally, I, Tarina Roberts, am your co-host, but tonight I will be hosting the show with you. Um, We know that May is National Awareness Lupus Month, and we've been all month having different people on who has been interviewing different people who either uh, been impacted uh, by lupus, they're living with lupus survivors, or uh, may have family members and friends, and so they've been, you know, touched by uh, the effects of lupus in some way. But tonight, Floyd is actually going to be our guest. So say hello, hello, Floyd. Hello, everyone. I'm Floyd Boykin <laughs> Jr. How you doing? <laughs> Yes, the tables are a little bit turned tonight. Um, uh, I am going to be interviewing Floyd because he he has um, lupus has touched him in a, a huge way um, in his life, and just want to give him an opportunity to kind of tell his story and, and share uh, that aspect of his life with us. So, you ready to do that, my friend? I think I am ready. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. So I guess first and foremost, my first question uh, for you is, why is making people aware of this such a passion project? Let let the listeners know why this is so meaningful to you. Okay, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you very much for having me on the show today. I I really appreciate the opportunity to to talk about my, uh, my experience with lupus. And the reason why lupus is such an amazing uh, a journey and something I want to share with other people in terms of the awareness of lupus uh, is because um, my mother, when I was 22, uh, my mother actually was diagnosed and passed away from lupus within that same, like within a, a couple of months, basically. Oh, so back wow. in, in 1993, where people really weren't talking about it as much and if they were I didn't know anything about it I wasn't uh, a part of that those circles of, of discussions and but I know lupus wasn't as big of a topic as it is today you know at least you know to, to my knowledge and my mom was and what happened um one morning I woke up and actually um, my mom had a, a boyfriend at the time and he lived with us at the time it was just, uh, the three of us and he was screaming in the other room, you know, Floyd, Floyd, help me out, Floyd. You know, I woke up and, you know, so he was walking in my mom um, to the bathroom, basically. You know, she was, you know, just kind of disoriented. She didn't know what was going on, you know. And then we ended up taking her to the hospital. And um, that's when we found out that she she had lupus, you know. So that day was July 27th. Um, and July 27th is, and if you know me on different things we can talk about that on some other day but that day just seemed to always have some kind of uh, symbolism connected with it but that particular day she went into uh, the hospital and she was in there for seven weeks and ended up passing on on September 7th uh, from complications of lupus um, and pneumonia Uh, so um, 
when that happened, I pretty much told myself, I, 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 once I started kind of dealt with it, because it took me a couple of years before I, I jumped on the journey of trying to express myself about it. But um, once I did that, I just didn't want anybody else to go through what I did and learn about Lucas the way I did, because that's how I learned about it. I didn't learn about it any other way. I mean, I learned about it at that moment, you know, and I just think it's very important to share whatever knowledge you have, um, because so many people that we know and you know have lupus and some of them are not talking, some of them may be, um, but I just think it's important to, sh- to share. Wow, wow, that is an amazing story. And you are correct, back in 93, there wasn't um, a whole lot of talk about it. You know, I was introduced to the idea or this thing called lupus. Uh, when I was in, in high school, I had a friend who had a family member who uh, suffered from this. And throughout the years, just watching um, her fight and plight with it, was it was something to see. So, yeah, yeah, I, I did. And I didn't realize that it was that, that fast with your mom. I mean, we've had some conversations, but this is the first time that I'm understanding, like, the, the, the gravity really of um, all of that that came at you at, at one time so you're, you're you're strong my brother now I understand why this is such a passion project for you so yeah it was um it was amazing because I mean lupus doesn't drop on you like that you know that quickly typically from what I know but the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that she was never diagnosed up right. to that point and she right. told me and my and my brother that she had cancer you know so either my mother knew she had lupus and she thought that was kind of complex to actually tell us or she mm-hmm. was misdiagnosed and she thought she had cancer and she told us what the doctor had told her right you know right wow wow so since you know that part of your life going through all of that and once you you were able to get to a place of saying I want to do more what are some of the things that you've done to get you know more involved in in the Lucas community thank you that's a really good question Um, so I've done a a lot over the years Um, so one of the first things that I was I tried to organize was putting together a music project called Project Life Learning Information for Existence uh, that uh, myself and my cousin Tracy Mitchell, we produced uh, back in 1999. You know, um, so what I did is that I approached the Lupus Foundation about that and, and gave them the idea that I wanted to do the CD that was going to include, you know, hip, hip-hop, poetry, R&B, you know, singing, things like that. And all of the money would be do- donated uh, to the Lupus Foundation. And so they, they got behind me um, and they funded it, funded the, the, uh, the and this, this is Lupus Foundation Heartland, um, the Missouri chapter here. Um, they funded what we, uh, the, the project, and we donated, uh, you know, all the proceeds to the Lupus Foundation. So that was one. And then we started doing this Lupus Benefit concert um, that we did. Uh, we raised about $700 um, for them at that point. And, uh, and back then, for a group of people that they didn't really know us that, you know, that well to raise $700 was actually not a bad idea. I mean, a bad thing for people to mm-hmm. come and see you perform, you know. So 
we uh, you know donated that money you know I also at one point I was doing greeting cards and I made a specific greeting card that was um, for lupus awareness you know I did that and then we performed uh, or actually uh, participated in the lupus walk that they have every year and one time um, we uh, raised like $1,500 for the walk and that was uh, uh, Spearhead at the time I, w- I was married at the time and I'm uh, ex-wife she did that uh, and she she got, got a hold of that bad baby said she wanted to help two in two weeks she raised five um fifteen hundred dollars and she was on it you know and then you know so that was really cool so we we participated in in the in the walks and then the last the late the last thing that i did um was um well other than going to i've also spoken in different engagements about lupus before but we also did poets against lupus the benefit concert that i put together that where we had a house band that that um that um I got together. That was actually they were already together. But I selected these this particular group of, of people who I love. It was uh, Marcus Leonard, uh, Rye, uh, T, um, and uh, Tracy Mitchell, and then uh, I got help from David Ann Jackson and, uh, and Lexi Bookson Cafe, who would help us um, with sponsoring the venue. So we did concerts, man. We were we was just doing our thing and uh, raise money that way and awareness. Lupus Foundation would come out, set a booth, pass out uh, brochures and talk about it. You know, so we, we did a lot of, I've done a lot of artsy things that connected education, entertainment together, you know, to learn about something that's affecting our community very heavily. Mm, okay. Yeah, it sounds like you've done some, uh, some really good things and, have had a, a great support system, you know, with family and, and friends really being there to, to help uh, push forward your your efforts. Um, so with with that, given that you know you have had the involvement of other people that you know and love, how has been being you know an advocate for lupus awareness inspired you in other areas of your life? Well, it's just standing up for something that you believe in and touching mm-hmm. people's lives. I mean, recently, even just I'm still an advocate right here because other than just talking about it recently, this year uh, I was uh, selected to be a lupus ambassador. And that's their first class uh, uh, of, um, of selected people to come help the Lupus Foundation Heartland to um, to to spread awareness and uh, and participate in that whole thing and with lupus, you know, as a collective, you know. So, um, so in terms of how it inspired me and other things, you know, just to see how, uh, what we've done, what I've done within uh, spreading awareness for other people, um, it lets me know that my music and my poetry, it has a much deeper cause than just, you know, getting on the mic and trying to do something. You know, mm-hmm. that I realized that I, I have this gift. I believe I have this gift of, of inspiring others. And regardless if I know how to do something um, well or not, the fact that I'm like, hey, I want to learn how to do this, so I'm just going to do it. It's just like uh, the instruments I play. Because I, I play, um, I have functional knowledge of 17 different musical instruments. And wow. Wow. Wow, I can't read sheet music, so that's why I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. 
well when i do that like i I get comments all the time online where people will be like you know man you inspired me um i've always wanted to learn how to play the piano so you know watching you play this instrument that instrument has inspired me to pick back up my violin or pick this up and you know so i get that kind of stuff a lot and i don't do it so people can you know of course send me messages and stuff i just do it because i enjoy i enjoy learning something i always try to commit to myself once a year at least it had been in the past once a year i want to learn one new thing to add to what i'm doing since covid that probably went to four or five new things (laughs) in a year to learn but it has motivated me to want to be an inspiration to others to go to to stand up for things that they're passionate about or go after certain things that they want to do whether it's you know uh in the music sports school whatever it is hoping that um, what I do or what have done has inspired someone to take that take that next step that's cool and and what I like most about this is that it's tied even to your mom's legacy because I know during our uh, Mother's Day podcast you shared a story about how she said she wanted to learn how to play the piano and so she bought a piano and it came on your birthday it was not for you but it came <laughs> right. on your birthday right. <laughs> and she taught herself how to play the piano so the idea that you know you sat and you watched her you know your mom's determination in uh, in bravery you know that's courageous to say especially when it comes to I think a, a, a music in, instrument the, the idea of that is intimidating to me because um, again I can't read sheet music so you know you watched your mom do that and that has carried you know and was passed along to you and then it's kind of come full circle because you leverage that in, you know, standing in, in this space and keeping her legacy alive. So I think I think that's that's really now what's funny that I didn't I didn't tell you uh, uh, in that last podcast the the rest of the story in reference to that piano situation right so that was the main story but I always say I was gonna get my mother's back for doing me that way so mm-hmm. mind you my mom passed in 1993 right mm-hmm. now but I got it back in 2018 and, <laughs> and let me let me explain so yeah, I started playing the violin on twenty in twenty seventeen. So I bought this other violin uh, that came on her birthday. Oh wow! <laughs> so wow. I named I named that violin Gloria the Electric Lady, you know. But I purposely did it, you know, because I wanted to I wanted to get my mouth back for bringing that piano on my birthday. So absolutely, <laughs> did you have a conversation with her that day? I told her like. <laughs> I said, got you, mama. <laughs> and I'm sure she just laughed. There was there was something in that day. I'm certain that where you were able to hear her laugh back at you, like, okay, you know, you you, you got me. That's that's so sweet. That's so sweet. I love how you still love her. Oh man, yeah. that that could never die. That could yeah. never die. As long as even if I wasn't here anymore, if the love was still, you know be in the air you know yeah 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 but you 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 love her out loud and you know that's not easy to do um just given other people that I know 
have lost lost her mom you know sometimes it's it's a struggle to stay in uh those happy spaces finding joy and, and comfort in, in memories and you do an excellent job my friend of, of doing that so I, I feel like I know this book thank you you're welcome so my next question is if you had your way what would be one thing that you would want to do to change the life you know of those who suffer from or in your case who have been you know touched by the effects of um, I don't know if, if I could if I if I could change anything, you know, it would be that there was a cure for lupus, you know, and that those people who are affected by it at this point, you know, they would no longer have to watch their loved ones suffer when they suffer. I mean, uh, there's people who live with lupus and uh, just like the, the guest last week, you know, Dina Adair, I mean, you see her on a regular, you would not know that, you know, that she had lupus or anything for that matter because mm-hmm. the way she carries herself and the spirit that she brings. And I wish that, that if there's not going to be a cure, I wish that that kind of mentality that she has can spread on to other people uh, so they know they can still live a very fulfilling life and that they can still do something that's not a deficit sentence and that they can continue to be an inspiration for other people. Uh, I remember one of our uh, benefit concerts we had and this changed my view on it. It was this lady and I wish I could remember her name but it was the lady, I think she was like 55 or in her mid-50s 50s and she came up and spoke at one of our events and she was a, a very tall dark-skinned lady with uh salt and pepper hair mm-hmm. this woman has so much energy when she got on the mic and she's brought so much uh uh inspiration said she just got her a new man and she was about to <laughs> do her thing i mean she was so into it man and i love watching her because you know, she let me know, man, you, you could, yeah, you may be going through some things, but you can still, you're still living and you can mm-hmm. still live with lupus, you know, and that's the key word, live, you live. know, not just exist, but live. And that's what, you know, I wish that more and more people can see that or experience someone uh, that, um, that can give them that perspective of lupus. Yeah, I, I I know someone now, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know that they have you know whether or not they're they're suffering um, from complications of lupus or not. You know, I'm just aware that they that they have it, but they are out here uh, living their life and working their jobs and doing the things that make them happy with, without allowing their diagnosis to um, kind of dim the light on that. So I, I totally, totally agree. Something that I'm interested in knowing, and I don't know if you know, maybe you have an idea, is if lupus has like a higher incidence in the African American community or if it affects, you know, women more than men, if there's a certain age demographic. Do you have any statistics on that? Now, I don't have statistics on um, 
um, the age actually, uh, and I may actually have some of that in my information that I have, but okay. definitely, um, and with lupus, it's very strong in the um, in the African American community. Um, now, ninety percent of people living with lupus are female. Wow. So I lupus, did not know that. Yeah, it's very strong in women. Very strong. Lupus can develop in anyone at any time, but ninety percent happen to be, you know, women. Women. Okay. Um, so a hundred percent of the people that that I know are happen to be women. So makes sense. Now, now I do have some information. You know, um, um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm a lupus uh, ambassador. So I do have some information and which I appreciate that. But and to answer your question, um, so so we have information where women are, you know, more likely to develop lupus. That's like nine to one. Uh ages, uh, the age diagnosed most often between ages fifteen to forty four, but fifteen to twenty percent lupus cases are diagnosed during childhood. Uh, in terms of race. Lupus uh, is two to three times more prevalent among women of color. Um, in terms of family history, you know, uh, relatives of people with lupus have a five to thirteen percent chance of developing lupus. So that's you know some of the information that uh, that I have on that. Uh, but yeah, it's very strong in our culture. So, so, so you were talking about if ninety percent of women have lupus we're talking about 10 percent of all men are diagnosed with lupus wow wow and lupus has different manifestations i think that's how they call it manifestations right well they're like they can like tag team up with other things that may be going on with you you know like if you got ms or or some other, you know, disease lupus like to tag team and fight, fight okay. harder, you know. Um, so yeah, is is lupus is definitely uh, um, something that we need to continue to educate people on and learn. I mean, there's always something to learn on it. Uh, lupus uh, Foundation, um, Heartland, uh, that's the one. That's the organization that I deal with and that I'm, I'm connected with. Um, in which you all can definitely check out lupus.org uh, forward slash Heartland uh, and to, to find out more information about lupus. I mean, there's a lot of information on there. So, I mean, just giving everybody a heads up and you definitely, the information is out there, you know. There's support groups, there's all kinds of things out there for lupus, but if nobody's, you know, talking about it, of course, you're not going to know about it. I mean, I have, I have, not only did my mom pass over, I had an aunt that was diagnosed with lupus. I have a cousin who diagnosed with lupus. I have several friends that that uh, that I have uh, that have lupus. Lost some friends, you know, who has lupus. So it's um, what well, it's amazing because before my mom, I like I said, I didn't have a clue about right. lupus at all. Right. And over the years, um, it was interesting that I, I met a young lady who I, who I won't mention her name. But um, uh, but what was cool about her, I wish that uh, uh, she and I had connected even further. But she happened to have the exact same birthday as my mom, <laughs> you know, and has wow. a, um, uh, actually she also has lupus as well. And it's it's a, it's like wow, 
you know, so I was like, I was meant to meet that woman. You know, we just, we supposed to be cool one way or another, you know. Right. So, you know, which is, she's a phenomenal person uh, as well. So it's like, wow, it's so many people that I've met out there with lupus that, um, that goes against the grain of lupus. Um, and, and they don't let it be a deficit of sentence. Some people won't talk about it and they just kind of silently go through what they're going through and then other people become advocates for it. I don't think it's a right or wrong way, but everybody needs to know that there's they're support out there for you. And, and, and those people who know someone with lupus, or if you have lupus yourself, you definitely want to try to be as stressless as possible because stress is definitely the enemy of lupus. Wow. I wonder if there's like a Facebook group or something. There's Facebook groups for, for everything, but um, you know, some of those online type of resources where people can go um, and, and be somewhat, um, have some anonymity about their experience. Um, you know, because a lot of times it's why people don't talk about stuff in person with other folks you know that that whole idea of of shame and then not wanting people to treat you different because you have a diagnosis of some sort so i think uh, some online communities would would also be good so maybe you know after this podcast publish it we can find out if there's some other online resources and outside of the the heartland organization and leave some some links to some places where people can go well it's definitely a whole bunch of uh, uh lupus support groups out there so um i actually just briefly looked on there there's a lot out there so um so all you gotta do is put in lupus and, and information to come up groups and pages and everything so Okay, cool. Well, before we wrap up, as tradition would have it, I'm going to ask you the infamous man question. All right, I've been waiting for this question for two years. <laughs> you finally get to ask, or get the answer, you know, someone gets to ask you the question. So look, yeah, I, I, I imagine that you already have this band already designed in your head so if you could create a band with celebrity artists dead or alive and you were the lead who would you select Thank, that's a very good question i appreciate the question <laughs> <laughs> so yes i have in my mind so okay so this would be my band and, and it's gonna be kind of large actually because I got this thought in my head, right? So first of all, anybody know if you know I love bass guitar, right? So the bass player, I would have two bass players. One mm. would be Marcus Miller, and the other one would be Michelle Indegelcella. Ooh, so both there. Mm. And I put her on vo- on vocals too. She got you know do a little bit of vocals too. Yeah. Uh, guitar wise, George Benson. And my cousin Tracy Mitchell. Mm. So those two cats together, bam. And Tracy may, because I know George Benson is a, a, a is an inspiration to Tracy, so he might chill and be watching George. But I still would <laughs> want both of them in the band. Um, piano players, I would want George Duke, where may he rest in peace, and Ramsey Lewis. Those would be the uh, and, and also Patrice Rush, Russian, if mm. I, in case um, they can't make it. 
Drummer wise, I believe. It, I hope I don't get his name wrong. I believe his name is Oliver Lake. He was the uh, drummer for Misha and Dick Gaelcello uh, on the, um, I believe, Plantation Lullaby and Peace Beyond uh, Passion. Those two projects are early projects. That drummer is up chain. That's who I would want to drumming. Now, horn section, I would want my boy Angelo Shaw. He's a saxophonist. I definitely want him. And I also would want Lamar Harris. Um, on there too he plays trombone and trumpet if y'all don't know them we actually interviewed both of them and y'all can check them out on, on the exchange podcast so go back and check out the archive plug plug um, <laughs> and then I would want Najee and Joe Austin both of them play saxophone uh, Najee also plays the flute so that element would be in there as well moving on to the hip hop element because you know I, I come from hip hop I would want to have Common, Black Thought, and Q-Tip on there. Wow. You know, so those would be the lyricists that I would have up in there. Wow. Now, wow. vocal, vocalists, now this is going to be a big list here, but uh, and some people who know me probably could already say names, and I, I know he's going to have Layla Hathaway in there, and Leanne, like, yeah, you're right. Layla Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Pharrell. <laughs> Leanne LaHavis. Maya Azucena and Rashawn Patterson. Those would be my cats. Now, wait a minute. Rashawn Patterson. Or Rasan, I think it's pronounced Rasan Patterson. That one there, I, I bowed to him. Yes. <laughs> you say yes. you bowed to him? Is that what yes. you said? Yes. <laughs> yes. I saw him in, in concert once. Um, he was at EXO, so you know it was a small, intimate mm -hmm. type of situation. Um, it was what back in 2008, 2009, something like that. And yeah, he is a fave. He is a fave. Oh, definitely. He he is definitely amazing. Um, now, uh, also personally with Tracy Mitchell, my girl Tasha B, uh, Kimberly Pope, those are my people. I want them on there. Stokely from Mint Condition, Charlie Ooh. Wilson, um, Gerald Austin from the Manhattans, and Ron Eisner. Now, I don't know how, because this, this is like a symphony worth of a band. <laughs> 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 so I don't know how all of that would work, but one of these days you should sit down and try to pull some some, some body of work and like mash it all up or find you know um, a, a musical engineer. Like that would be so cool. I'm sure there's somebody out there in the world that could fix up something for you. I would love to hear how that all comes together. You have some of my favorites. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And then I still got two more elements to the band. That's something. Now, because I'm doing a show, right? So we're doing a whole show. And so I got to include the Soul Vibe Poetry Collective. Those are my people. That's my family. So we, my group would be in there, plus Saul Williams, Jessica Caremore, and Ursula Rucker. Those are like the poets that really made me just want to do what I do. And the last element where I would add, couldn't think of a, a, a any dancers per se because I love dance dance but mm -hmm. uh, if there was any dancers or whatever that 
that very um, I can't think of anybody right now but I would also I would have a dancer element in there to interpret what we play but you gotta have a violin string section right so violins I would have Chelsea Green I would have Monique Brooke Roberts and Zima Brooke Alford and then on viola Kizzy the violas and that would be my band wow Wow. So yeah, after this meeting, you're gonna have to get together so that you know some of these people that I've not ever heard about, <laughs> heard of. Yeah, you're gonna have to school me something new. Oh man, I got links to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, this has been really, really good. I've gotten the chance to um, know you in many different facets tonight. You, you shared uh, bits and pieces of your life story that you know have connected us even more so I know if I feel that way when the listening audience uh, sit down and, and enjoy this, this segment they're going to feel the same way so thank you thank you so much for entrusting me with your story tonight I really appreciate it and I've enjoyed it well thank you I appreciate you agreeing to do it um, typically I don't like to be on my own platforms and, 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 and doing too much, you know, other than hosting and things like that. But when we're dealing with lupus, and I mean, I, I do have a story to tell. And mm -hmm. so although we're interviewing other people, um, I definitely have to keep my mom's name out there, Gloria H. Boykin. We got to keep her, her name out there because of the work that I've done. I mean, many of you all, I, I didn't know you know, when my mom was alive, you know, I didn't know people, but people know who she is because of the work that I do and the tributes that I do on, on Facebook for her all the time and Instagram. And so, I mean, that's just, we, we have to keep our people uh, who have passed away, have to keep them alive, you know, as long as we got uh, uh, oxygen in our lungs, you know, and we are able to speak and we're able to write, we have to keep those people alive. You know, and then the people that are still here, we have to support them and let them know that we appreciate that they are here with us and we support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Very Thank well said. You. Yes. So, okay. Well, that concludes our podcast for tonight. This has been great. Um, I am Serena Roberts usually your co-host but tonight I am your host thank you so much for listening and thank you for having me on here you all peace and many blessings and even though I'm not hosting tonight I still want y'all to be kind be peaceful uh, be respectful learn something amazing have fun y'all have a very very great night yes be good all right peace